on the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. We begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, called butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Connor, an all Ireland final on Saturday under the lights. Probably uh, a different scenario. What are you expecting? It's got, is it going to be as tense and as passion fueled as it was the last day? Yeah, probably more so. The, the you know the I suppose the reference points we have are the the hurling replays, and I think that that one night, particularly 2013, Cork and Clare was actually it was a pretty special night. You know, it was one that. Kind of even the atmosphere of the night kind of lived long in the memory. You, like you do have a situation with replays where there's more supporters from both teams go to the game. Um, you know, Saturday night at five o'clock. I don't know. It's a little bit more. I don't know. It's a little bit more kind of biblical or something like that. You know, under lights. Uh, and there'll be a bigger build up that day. And because okay, you know, Dublin and Mayo, they've had an awful lot of history, uh, recent history and rivalry and everything else. But because everybody has and is. Because, as we've seen, supporters from both teams are still banging on about stuff from the drawn game. I think it'll carry a huge atmosphere into the replay. Like, we had the stuff in the tunnel beforehand. There's been the endless bleating on about Lee Keegan and Dermot Connolly. Don't say it. We just, can, we, can that be the last banned. reference? Those well, there's a swear banned. jar, I think, is there? Yeah, to talk yeah. about it. There's the endless bleating on about that, which has become so, so incredibly tedious. Then there's been the counter-reaction to that from the Mayo set, which borders on absolutely manic just absolutely insane stuff you know uh, so eventually we'll arrive at the game and I think the sooner the better will we get that out of the way will we we'll just deal with that and get it out of the way the, the two boys probably better off well I'd, look, I'd like to point a finger squarely at Dunica Boyle who <laughs> in the space of two days not only gave the Dublin point of view but then gave the Mayo point of yeah, view yeah imagine it's balanced yeah. isn't it no 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 I was it's balanced but you're throwing a lot of petrol on two this. horses with yeah. one arse <laughs> You, you had two matches, you had one can of petrol, and look what's after happening. Yeah, well, look, there is a, there is an element of the media did store this up a little bit, but um, uh, it, it's 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 a valid talking point. But the reaction to it from both sides has been borderline hysterical. Like, like one fellas, like no matter who you are, you say no, our fella's great, the other fella's <laughs> the devil incarnate, and there's nobody coming out and saying, well, do you know what? There's just two great lads thundering into each other. And like, there is off the yeah. ball stuff, and there's but like Jesus, like have we never seen any of this yeah, stuff? Happens before, in like, every game, realistically. I don't no? think I don't, I don't think necessarily that what Dublin are trying to do is paint Lee Keegan as the devil. I think what they're trying to do is just simply point out the fact that he's fouling Dermot Connolly a bit more than other people are fouling other people, and trying to bring the referee's attention. I yeah, don't think the language has trying been emotive to, on both sides. Yeah, the hands, language yeah. has been so. But again, emotive, people yeah. choose to kind of pick the language out of it that makes yeah, that yeah. backs up the fact that they're losing their marbles like people are going nuts about this they need to calm down you know? oh. it's not the only thing that's going to happen 
is probably going to have a negative reaction on it again. The chances are Lee Keegan and Dermot Connolly will get sent off on Saturday night. And probably the two best players on the pitch won't have an influence on the game. And if that happens, well, you know. But like, if that happens, it will have nothing to do with the last week. Like the boys sail close to the wind. That is their nature. Mm. Like they have been, they were both booked the last day. The last time they played against each other, I think Jeremy got a red. Um, and they have clashed continuously. So if they, you know, they're, they're walking on thin ice a lot, regardless before any of this stuff kicked off. So, you know, they're, they're going to be central to the thing anyway. But Jesus, just reading the stuff and you're there like, how dare you? The average. Reading Please it think and, of the and, children, and like, writing you know. it, of course, as well. Yeah, yeah two days in a row. Yeah, but Ireland's like, biggest selling daily newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we draw? We're going to draw the line there. Okay, I just want to make one more final point on that. The okay, nub, we'll draw another line. The, nub, the nub of this is that Dublin, through fair means or foul, Lee Keegan has gotten consistently the better of Dermot Connolly more than any other player. I, like I wouldn't necessarily say that he has gotten the better of him, but his scoring returns compared to any other player who has consistently marked him are very, very low. And I think Dublin are going to have to be a little bit creative about how they do this. They could either put Dermot into full forward for long spaces to take Keegan out of the game going forward, which is an option. But the other thing is, I wonder whether, and they've, they've made this switch several times, whether they'll actually bring Connolly out to midfield. Uh, he's finished the last two games, I think, in midfield. I think a lot of this is just, uh, like Dublin's main man. They're not like, you could, like if Cheegan goes into midfield and he's all of a sudden he's 25, 30 yards closer to goals than he was, that'll suit him as well. He's the attacking he's option that he hasn't been yet. He hasn't really been the attacking option that was Dublin. That was the only sort of uh, criticism is the wrong word, but the only point you could make about Keegan, and I thought he was brilliant the last day, mm. I think what he does is not beyond what most other good backs, combative backs do. There's some bad stuff, there's some stuff that's, that's wrong, but he doesn't get caught with it. And if if everyone's been honest with themselves, if you don't get caught, that's a good thing. Now, I saw my just on the final point on that. Oh, my, my favorite conspiracy theory <laughs> of the week was I can't remember who concocted it or where it came from, but that the Dublin management or the Dublin players had snipped the top of their own jerseys with a scissors <laughs> so that their jerseys would rip easier and the referee's attention. It's Hulk Hogan esque, is it? Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. 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 And well, look, yeah, we, we have to take a bit of responsibility for this as well. You like, have to yeah, take. No, this has, been, this has been everywhere. This has been absolutely everywhere. I thought actually just, uh, I listened to the Mayo News podcast because I said I want to hear, trying to gather as much many views as possible on it. That's your, a fellow called Sean very, very Rice. Sorry? That's some serious journalism. Go on. Investigate called, isn't it, Sean yeah. Rice, I think he writes a column for the Mayo News. And he made a brilliant point. I thought it was the most clear-minded thing I'd heard on it. He says the Mayo had been accused of being soft enough for long enough. And I think that sums it up, right? Yeah, he's Keegan's going hard. But if he wasn't going hard, they've been chasing this thing for so long, like you'd be disappointed in him. Mm. What, what do you want from your back? You want them thundering into anything that moves. I thought that was just the best point made in the whole thing from somebody who has a dog in the fight as well. Like, Yeah, fair point, yeah. Just, just on that, like Connor, a lot of people are saying that Mayo missed their chance. I don't personally buy that argument myself because they came back <coughs> into the game twice. What are your own thoughts on that? Have they left? Is there a good bit of room for improvement there? Everyone is saying Dublin yeah. have left a lot of room, but I'd say Mayo have a bit of room yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of us, you know, even Killian O'Connor, a lot of people, I think it was he got the GAA Player of the Week or something like that. I don't think, like he did the brilliant things when, and he does that when, they, when it came down to it, real, real quality leadership. But like Killian O'Connor is capable of a huge amount more than he produced in the drawing game. Dermot O'Connor, We've spoken about him this year. He is an absolutely fantastic footballer, but Dublin targeted him. Like, if you look at the amount of times that Kieran Kenny got the ball, hand passes to John Small into space, and they ran down Dermot O'Connor's throat. He's not full, well, he hasn't been fully fit until now, but again, he's capable of a lot more. Aidan O'Shea, 
an absolute, just the epitome of a match winner, a fella who could conjure a goal out of anywhere, no matter what pace the game is going at, how many players he's been marked by, what position he is on the pitch. He didn't do a tap the last day. And every time he came down with a ball, Dublin played it really, really smart. When he came down with a ball, they had one player behind him to the left, one to the right, and he couldn't turn around. Uh, so there's their three best forwards. Andy Moran had a good game, absolutely. Jason Doherty kicked one fantastic point off uh, Keno Sullivan in the first half. They did an awful lot right, particularly in their defensive matchups uh, and in their defensive one-on-ones. But they allowed Brian Fenton, like, you know, the whole they gifted Dublin two goals thing, that doesn't really check out either. Like, Dublin did open them up. Um, and, you know, it has been Mayo's, top of Mayo's list of things to do this year. Yeah, but normally Not- when you get opened and the chance in an attack like that breaks up it normally falls more often than not it falls to a defender they were open up three times there. they were open up three times it was a great save from David Clark. Yeah, you well. could say also that in the, for the goal um, of Colin Boyle that Dean Rock like the, he lost the opportunity I mean he spilled the ball yeah but uh, Dublin were, shin, Dublin were behind the cover that's my point and like if you're looking at Mayo they won their one on one battles that's a big thing that they absolutely had to do because Dublin can hurt you from everywhere in your forward line but in a collective sense, like if, if Brian Fenton is getting a shot on goal, there is a systematic breakdown somewhere in that. And yeah. th- that happened three times in the game. So if you're talking about Mayo improvement, yes, their game winners can all play better. And defensively, uh, as a unit, like, you know, Dublin didn't really concede any goal chances the last day. Cluxon had a bit of a save with his foot from a ball that Aidan O'Shea kind of redirected towards the goal. But, you know, like it's been top of Mayo's list of things to do this year. Not give up easy goals in big situations, in big games. And that's exactly what they did. So they've huge, huge scope for improvement and all the ability and all the motivation in the world to do it. Yeah, they've been the platform for sort of the performance. But that's sort of like where the strength of this team is. If you look at the, just the names in the team sheet, like three or four of the best operators around. Like, mm. um, And Brendan Harrison really grown into it, I think. Durkin was very good the last day. Couple as well. of the couple of the, 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 the things that if you were if you were to analyse the game beforehand, fellas that you would have thought weren't okay, you wouldn't call them weak links, but maybe not as strong or areas that you could go at. You know, Jason Doherty would be somewhere where you would have thought that Dublin would more than break even. Harrison was one as well, Durkin was another. They all played extraordinarily well, you know. They they all had big, big games, um, and they were actually some of Mayo's best performances in the drama. Like fifteen points. Even on a wet day, I think it's what they got the last day. That's 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 just not going to be enough, really, is it? Like no. you know, not against, especially not against Dublin. The one thing about the the matchups and back in that is that as a defending team, you generally get to dictate who picks up who. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can send your, you mm-hmm. can deploy your pieces. Like you can't get your forward away from somebody. You know what I mean? If if the decide, guy decides he's going to track him, so I I'm expecting another strong uh, defensive performance from from Mayo. I think. I think they operate at a level now where they can almost depend on that. Particularly against Dublin. Too. It's they the best to way to go it. against Dublin as well. If you have good matchups, and they do have good matchups, they have fellas who are, <coughs> you know, stylistically and physically similar to a lot of the Dublin forwards. If you have those matchups, um, if you go at them man to man, regardless of where they move to, and also play with a sweeper, which they did, just to make sure that you know. You're not getting opened up. But I think that's probably... If you have backs good enough to do that, I think that's the best way to go at Dublin. The other thing is too, that Mayo actually are the only team in the country, it seems like, who can live with Dublin's running power. Mm. They have extraordinary legs around... Not 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 even around the middle eight, everywhere on the pitch. They have absolutely extraordinary legs. And at the end of the day, at the end of the game, the last day, like... 
Dublin sort of lost their shape a little bit. They were out in their feet. Now, so were Mayo, but like Mayo had wrestled them to that point. Like they had absolutely brought them to the, put them to the pins of their collar, and they were, they were they were still in the game. And Killian O'Connor's point, I think, has been sort of you know on his favourite foot and all that. He did absolutely brilliant. He was being stood up by Darren Daly, who wasn't long on the no, field. That's very true. Um, he is obviously right footed I'm sure for sure Daly would have known that the position he was in he couldn't really ever turn on to his right foot but he still managed to engineer mm. that bit of space to get the shot away after 77 minutes of that game and get enough power in the legs to get it over the bar and he had Ono Gara chasing him back he was the next closest Dublin player to him I think it's a phenomenal score like the, in fairness you can say what you want about Mayo but they might be lacking certain things like that. but geez, they're ballsy like. mm. Just uh, on that Connor, you were with the, the great mind that is Jim Gavin this morning is there any inkling as to whether there's been a lot of talk about maybe Flynn or Brogan dropping to the bench? Has there been any inkling that maybe he will be making changes? And what's your own personal thoughts on it? Do you think he should stick with the same 15 or do you think we should have a bit of fresh blood kind of thrown in there? Yeah, I don't... Like, he'll name the team tonight. He'll name the same team that started and I would envisage that there will be one change before throw-in. And that's just because Paddy Andrews was... I mean, and, you know, all things being equal, Paddy Andrews is in the Dublin team, but he had a back injury at the start of the year. He missed out, but he's been very good off the bench. He also has in his favour, um, I think last year between the two games against Mayo, I think he scored five points from play, mm-hmm. most of them off uh, Keith Higgins in, in the f- second game. Um, he and he scored two the first he got, day. Yeah. yeah, he got two brilliant points uh, in the drawn game as well. So I think Paddy Andrews will probably get into the team. As to who drops down, I genuinely don't know. Um, I genuinely don't know. Like Paul Flynn hasn't been as relevant, um, you know. And when I say relevant, you just don't see a whole lot of him on the ball this year. But I think he is probably doing a covering role that he won't get a whole lot of glory for, and that I don't think Paddy Andrews could do. Um, so they might have to. So I don't think that Paul Flynn will miss out. You've got Bernard Brogan, who seems to be in that conversation as well. And I just think Dublin would be very reluctant to drop Bernard Brogan on the basis that he's a proven match winner. Um, He just does it in big, big games. And even if his form doesn't necessarily suggest he'll do it the next day, I think himself and Dean Rock were probably the two fellas that suffered most from how Dublin played the last day and the conditions. I think the conditions forced Dublin to keep the ball and run it. Uh, And you could see that the two lads, they were just glued into the corner. Like, they're only... You know, all they wanted to do was stretch the Mayo cover as thinly as they could so that the runners could come through. Now, both of them missed chances. You know, Bernard, you could see he was very... You could see that he was very preoccupied with getting his first score on the board and there was a couple of times he took shots when they weren't on. But I think if the ball came into him the next day, I think, you know, you'd be silly to drop him. Kevin McManaman's the easy one, isn't he? For, from a Dublin point of view. And even in terms of not gathering... Like, if you drop Brogan, it's going to gather garner huge attention and you will live or die by that decision. If you leave Kevin McManaman on the bench, um, you're almost guaranteed a goal for one, and it, ca- it, it brings an awful lot of uh, a lot less attention as well. So that'd be the easy one for Jim. I'd be very interested to see who... who well, it'd be, it'd be very hard on Kevin, who oh, put, would, yeah. put a huge, yeah. huge effort into getting into the team this year. I think he's probably been Dublin's most consistent forward all year. But he... I mean, I'm not sure you get anything off Flynn or Brogan coming off the bench, whereas you're guaranteed something with Kevin McManaman. And there is a very direct swap between themselves. Personally, on a personal level, I would absolutely pick Mick Fitzsimons as well. I think Mick Fitzsimons is the best marking cornerback in Dublin football. But yeah, I just Jim Gavin doesn't seem to... Instead of who do Probably Davy Bourne, you know. I think Davy Bourne has had a, a pretty good year. But uh, just the way the Mayo inside forwards are going to match up, I think... Philly McMahon again will go with Aidan O'Shea anytime he comes in. I think Johnny Cooper will go with Andy Moran. Uh, or um, 
I, I just think if you know Killian O'Connor, okay, Davy Bourne had a decent game on him the last day, but uh, he made a couple of mistakes. There was a hand pass for Philly McMahon late on. Um, I, it's, it's not a case of wanting to drop Davy Bourne. I just would like to play Mick Fitzsimons, if you Mick know what I mean. Mick would start for nearly everyone else, I think. But he's I, an extraordinary, he's a brilliant footballer. No, he he was starting in 2011. Like. Yeah. yeah, he marked the gooch. Like I mean, his, mm. you know, his gig in 2011 was marked the opposition's best forwards, you know, which is probably why he, he never got a huge pile of credit. But I, I, I would absolutely start him. But I don't think that Jim Gavin will. Just on that, uh, Dunica, like, do you see the Dublin performance being a lot different? Do you see guys that were quiet the first day stepping up, the likes of Bernard if he's playing and these lads? Do you, do you see a completely different performance? They were kind of bullied to it to some extent yeah, the last we, day. Physically. I think we spoke about it before the drawing game that we were saying, like, and, and I think it's, as time goes on, I'm sort of more convinced that this was the case, that, that the performance against Kerry was so good to dig them out of the hole that dug themselves out with the fellas that were missing against Kerry team who were absolutely had said that they'd been preparing for for a year. I think it took something out of them. Like maybe not just physically, I think emotionally they just mm. invested so much into the thing and that they were a little bit off colour. Like bar Brian Fenton, I don't think you it it would be unfair to ask for more out of every single Dublin player. You know, I think Fenton was brilliant. I think he never stopped going all day. Yeah, I think Cluxon as well. Like Cluxon had eighteen out of twenty two kickouts he hit the mark on, which was Savage gone, really, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. You know, a lot of that kind of goes under the radar, but um, you know, I thought he played extremely well. Well, his restarts were were excellent, and he he kind of you know marshaled things pretty well from back there. So yeah, yeah, I'd probably excuse him a bit from blame. And just on that, and John Small, sorry, Smalley had an absolutely incredible game. You know, for a fella who. I was at the Dublin press conference this morning. So. <laughs> I know for a fella like there was a huge amount obviously made of Jack McCaffrey opting out this year, you know, and rightfully so, he's the footballer of the year. But uh, like John Small is a fella who actually got a cut with Dublin in 2012, just out of minor. Uh, didn't go well for him. Um, the following year, when Ballymoon played in an All Ireland club final, he wasn't even in the starting team. And I think that year he didn't even get in the Dublin 21 team. So he's a fella who who kind of got a cut of it very, very early in his career, lost a bit of form, and now has come back in a serious, serious way. And he's probably not your prototype wing-back now. He's more suited to, you know, physically to centre-half back. He took one enormous hit in the second half the last day. I think it was from Colin Boyle. Um, oh, that, took him just, out before he, just before he went off, yeah. Boyle, yeah. And then... He caught the next kick-out. He caught yeah. the yeah. next yeah. kick-out. And Cluxon yeah, yeah. didn't have any qualms nice, about yeah. it, you know. And you could nearly see him limping back for this kick-out. And I, I was looking at John Small, and I could see what was going through his head was... He's hardly aiming for me here from this kick out. And he po- poked it out as guy. I just, you know, whatever about getting into the Dublin team, and it is difficult to do, like for a fella in his first full season in the starting team to get man of the match in an All Ireland final, I thought was a, you know, it was a fair performance. And Dublin did go after Dermot O'Connor. You know, when they had possession, they absolutely got John Small to run at Dermot O'Connor. But should he be doing it more? He should probably do it a bit more. Like he took on Ed Nochader at one stage and he just left him for in Yeah, he's very great. Yeah, that was what that was that was a full hour and more into the game. Like, yeah, but he, like John Small had played the hour as well, you know. I know, but the game O'Shea plays is very hard and it's hard and juice. Like do you mm. know what I mean? He's it's contact. Every time he gets the ball, he gets contact and it, I, think, often, like, I think the biggest thing about Dublin was that they were very conservative in the first game. That they didn't kick the ball in, uh, that they were trying to control the game, which is something that they've done very, very well and got an awful lot of praise for this year. Uh, you can see, like Jim Gavin almost has an advantage in so far as he knows that most teams are going to play with a blanket defence. But I think the players are maybe a little bit kind of, you know, tuned into that when they play against anybody. I think there was a bit of space behind the Mayo cover, behind the half back line. I think there was room. I think there were gaps for them to kick the ball into, um, and they just didn't take it. I think they were absolutely preoccupied with keeping the ball, with kind of running up scores uh, and grinding Mayo down. And Mayo aren't the sort of team. 
to be ground down. You know, no, I think Dublin back to the point, but like, yeah, I think Dublin would be an awful lot better. I think they'd be better like in basically every line, but I still don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Like it's like I, I've Mayo before the drawing game. We were saying that Mayo hadn't shown the kind of form that could beat Dublin, given the kind of form that Dublin had shown, mm. and. That has sort of been that argument is gone now. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think if anything, Mayo's form is on the up based yeah. on the last day, and Dublin's the biggest has thing possibly that, that, that the drawn game proved, and people should have known this before. Like the, the perception of Dublin there is, they're a great team because they've won three All Irelands, allowed them won three All Irelands. The perception of Mayo is always, always, always based on the fact that they've been in all Ireland finals and they haven't won it. What the drawn game has proven is that the two teams are actually very, very close in their yeah. in their standards. Yeah. They're really, really close in terms of ability, in terms of how I don't they're think prepared. We drawn game how, for that, but I know, but like a lot in of people final that was yeah. the first uh, Yeah, but of know. course the fact that one team has won and the other team hasn't it has to colour your thinking. Mm. Yeah, you but know? I what I'm saying is like, you know, the reality of the past of you know, I think the drawn match is a closer reflection of where these teams are. Just on that, Dublin kind of went laterally an awful lot the last day. Do you expect them, Connor, just quickly to set the agenda a bit more and be more positive, I suppose, with the ball? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. I mean, as honest, I mean, listened to Jim Gavin this morning. He said that the two biggest issues that they had with the drawn game, with the performance, was um, uh, decision-making and execution. So, I mean, he didn't say strategy and he didn't say game plan. So maybe he just thought that, you know, the way the players were set up was the right way to be set up and that they didn't pull it off. And, you know, fair enough because there was an awful lot of mistakes, there was an awful lot of turnovers. Um, there, I, I just think that there is much more scope for Dublin to go at Mayo. I think there are more gaps there. I think the fact that Mayo are going man-to-man means that Dublin can stretch that full that Mayo defence. And the fact that there's only one sweeper, well, you know, if you're full forward line, I'll play inside. The sweeper can't cover three positions. So I think if Dublin are more switched on to it the next day... Um, you know, it would suit them better they, that they could damage Mayo in a more sustained way. But and know, if the pitch is wet, or dry even. And if the pitch, that's yeah. is a big one this week as well. Oh, Jesus, yeah, it was mad this week, wasn't it? When you think about it, Mayo Aaron have taken on extra staff, I think, to take all the calls. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, like you know, like Dublin, I couldn't believe that one either. We're going off on a tangent now, but Dublin won the All Ireland last year mm. in similar conditions and won it comfortably. Like they were better than the three points suggested. It was twelve nine, I think, last year's final. Yeah. Mm. Jesus like, I know we're just we're stuck with things to talk about clearly it's just, always it's always sunny in Fibsborough <laughs> <laughs> just on that note uh, Donnick just quickly sum up how you see the game going and maybe a verdict Um, I see Jesus see there's Jesus. two there's, 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 there's two things here one is that Dublin win and you've had a front row seat for one of the truly great teams the other thing in Mayo win is probably one of the greatest sporting events in terms of outpouring of emotion you could possibly it see would like be it, bananas especially on Saturday like, night Castle Bar would be the centre of the universe if they won like um, I, I don't know I, I, I'm i going to stick with Dublin I think I'm going to stick with Dublin but like I've geez, I'm, I'm an awful lot less convinced than I was before the before the before the drawn game and Dublin narrowly maybe but geez, if May have won I wouldn't be remotely surprised Connor heart or head I, well uh Heart and head's the same thing, you see. It's arrogance. No, I still think Dublin are just capable of an awful lot more. The one thing is, between recovery from the drawn game and the number of times that they actually would have been on the pitch together, I, I don't know how you can actually turn that around. You know, if, you're, if we're talking about Dublin taking a different tack in how they use the ball, uh, you know, if they've been doing a certain way all year, I would find it hard to, to, to believe that a, you know a manager who likes to have all his 
all his eyes dotted and his T's crossed as Jim Gavin would all of a sudden be able to throw it all together in three or four days. So uh, I, I, I don't expect Dublin to be massively different in the replay either in their in their you know terms of engagement or the players who take the pitch. But I probably expect them to do it a little bit better the next day. So uh, I, I like I do think Mayo have a lot of room to improve. I just think Dublin have a small bit more and that they will.